0: is it 10
1: o'clock do we have we are good to go good morning everyone this is the Broward County Board of County Commissioners meeting of Tuesday March fifteenth, 2022 Um, this morning for the Pledge of Allegiance I know Friday we had our strategic planning all day One of our members was at strategic planning, even though his son was getting married the next day. Sat, did the strategic planning like a champ through the whole time, had rehearsal dinner, and all kinds of family events, and still made it the whole way. So I would like Vice Mayor Lamar Fisher to please lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance in honor of his son getting married. Thank you, thank you, thank
2: you. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of
3: America, and
0: to the republic for which it
3: stands, one nation, under God,
0: indivisible, with liberty
1: and justice for all. If everyone would please remain standing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's customary that we observe a moment of silence in honor of notable persons uh, from our community who have recently passed. I'm going to first recognize Commissioner Ryan, who I believe is on the phone. I am. Thank you, sir. You have the floor.
4: Thank you. Uh, Former Dana Beach Mayor and City Commissioner John Bertino passed away this past Thursday, surrounded by his wife Barbara and many family members. Originally from Chicago, John was a tremendous part of our community for decades as an educator, an elected official, and a community servant. He served 35 years on the Dania Beach City Commission. He first won an election in 1974. Now, that's older than some of the members on this commission. And ultimately, he retired from elected office in 2009. He served five terms as mayor over the years, as well as three terms as vice mayor. In addition to elected office, he taught as a history teacher at Olson Middle School, originally Olson Junior High School, uh, for over 30 years. He gave generously of his time charitable charitable organizations including the lions club knights of columbus at his parish and the vintage motorcycle show in frost park i was fortunate to have john bertino work as my outreach coordinator for eight years my first eight years on the county commission he really enjoyed meeting people and he was always eager to help the constituents john will be greatly missed and our condolences go out to his wife, Barbara, and the entire Bertino family. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Commissioner. Um, I'll recognize, uh, start on this side with Commissioner Fur.
3: I was going to do um, have condolences for uh, John Bertino's family as well. Um, and, and you should also. You should mm-hmm. also be. Well, Commissioner Ryan, I think Commissioner Ryan said everything. And he, he was a, an immense presence in Dania Beach, and he will be missed
1: very much. Senator Rich, uh, Vice Mayor Fisher, Senator Geller.
5: Uh, I would like to add my uh, condolences to the Bertino family. I represented Dania for many years and knew uh, Mayor Bertino quite well. I also would like us to briefly remember, or well, not briefly, but remember all those people that have been dying in the uh, Russian invasion of uh, Ukraine.
1: Let us also honor the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, as Senator Geller said, keeping in our prayers all of the people that are being tragically and senselessly killed through, uh, through wars in, in, in far-off places and, and even close to home. Uh, let us also thank all our public safety officers, our first responders who put themselves in harm's way uh, every day. And with that, let's take a moment of silence. Thank you, everyone. Please take your seats. <clears throat> Welcome to the March 15th, 2022 Commission meeting. Thank you for joining us today. County Commission meetings are available to everyone to view online and are also open to in-person attendance on a limited basis by persons who wish to provide public comment on an agenda item. Those wishing to attend in person must sign up to speak on their items here in the Gov Center between 8:30 and 945 on the morning of the meeting. Members of the public are encouraged to wear facial covering while indoor on county property and to maintain social distancing. To protect the health and public safety of everyone, members of the public will be asked to leave the chambers if the chambers are at capacity after the last item on which they are registered to speak. Upon exiting the chambers, the public can continue to observe the meeting online. While online viewing is strongly encouraged, members of the public wishing to remain on premises uh, to observe the remainder of the meeting, will be directed to a designated area by county, viewing area by counting staff. Members of the public may also provide public comment by telephone. To do so, you must sign up on the county's website at registertospeak.broward.org prior to the meeting. Today's music was brought to you by Commissioner Senator Steve Geller and the Symphony, Symphony, Symphony of the Americas. I'm going to recognize Senator Geller for a few moments to introduce the performers. Okay. Of course, yeah. Um, I was going to let you introduce him.
5: Uh, today's music that you've heard and will hear one more uh, performance by is by the Symphony of the Americas. I'm very happy to be able to restart uh, providing live music as a continuation of what some of you started calling the Geller series. Uh, as you know, I am the uh, Broward County Commission representative to the Cultural Council, and when we provide music, I have always provided, except during the pandemic, live music that is receives funding from the Cultural Council to show just how really, really strong our cultural uh, our cultural performances are here in Broward County. And I'd like to uh, thank, and congratulate, and introduce. The four people that we have from the Symphony of the Americas, and by the way, we've been everybody in back has been listening and just in awe of your performance. On violin one, Valentin Mansarov. <clears throat> violin two, Marin. I hope it's now. <clears throat> On viola, David Pedraza. and Ancelo Aziz Sapayev. <laughs> Special thanks to Philip Dunlap, director of Broward County Cultural Division, and his assistant Ava Stringfellow, for helping to coordinate today's performance. While you come back up for your one last, uh, you're playing, I believe, one more piece. While you're doing that, I'd like to introduce Stephen Haynes, who is their director, who will share with us a few, few
6: brief words. Good morning. Thank you very much. Uh, is this mic on? OK. I'll make sure I speak up. Thank you, Senator. Um, Mayor Eugene, Vice Mayor Fisher. thank you so much for having us. My name is Stephen Haynes, as the senator said. I am the executive director of Sympathy Americas, and very happy to be back in South Florida. Uh, I was telling the center, I was uh, here 30 years ago, uh, working um, as marketing director for the Florida Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, And I think that's a great example of why the support from the division, and we thank Phil and Ava as well, for their constant support, um, why it's so important. Um, You hear these uh, four incredible musicians in front of you. Tonight, we have a performance at the Broward Center for the Performing Arts. So now take these four and multiply that by about uh, 15, and so we'll have between 60 and 70 members tonight performing. Um, that's not just arts for art's sake and making beautiful music. That's also economic impact. Um, many employees um, you know, who are employed by Sympathy Americas, these wonderful musicians, and then the ripple effect. So it is because of your support that we are in existence, especially coming out of COVID. Your support from the division and through the commission is, is absolutely vital, not just to us, but for so many organizations. Uh, it's a new era with me being a new executive director our new artistic director pablo Mialgo, uh, we're, we're starting to really talk to our public differently uh, discover the symphony or rediscover it um, it may be new or maybe you've been coming to see us for the 34 years that we've been in existence so we want the entire community to experience or re-experience the arts um, for the first time or for the 34th time. Um, tonight's performance at the Broward Center, as well, we will start out uh, with the Ukrainian national anthem. Um, and that's very meaningful for us, one reason why some of us are wearing blue and yellow colors as well. Uh, but music, and, and our, mu- our music director Pablo talks about this all the time, music is the only international language. Uh, music itself is a nationality and brings people together, and that is what uh, the performance is tonight. Um, it is uh, featuring the music of two incredible uh, musical masters, um, Stravinsky, Rachmaninoff, who actually were Russian uh, composers, but who fled Russia over 100 years ago for the same very reasons and came here because of the prosperous um, and the, the vision and the dream that America represented. Um, so that is why we call this performance Music Without Borders as well. In demonstrate yet again the significance of music and the impact made regionally as well as Symphony America's being a true international calling card of which we're hopefully we are all very proud. So again thank you very much for your continued support. I appreciate it and then we get to hear from our four incredible musicians again and I thank them for their endurance through COVID as well. It has been incredibly challenging for this industry. Thank you commission.
0: Ha 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 ha.
1: okay for our proclamations this morning we have a uh, food waste prevention week which will be uh, presented by Commissioner beam uh and he's presenting this to the Food Conservation Alliance and I have it as Elaine Fiore but I think there may be others here also so there we, are there are a few others. bring that call them out Thank and you bring them up please uh,
3: if if Elaine Fiore would come up she is the Food Conservation Alliance of, for Broward County Public Schools. And Joanna Burns. She's president of Sustainable Events Network Florida and the Caribbean. Adrian Carter with the Tea Garden Food Forest Instructional Facilitator for Broward County Public Schools. And Lokesh Ramamurthy. She's a lecturer of software engineering and cybersecurity University of Miami. Are you here by yes,
7: it's,
3: Lokesh couldn't be the best. Oh, she couldn't that. make us OK, OK, great. Well, in keeping with my role as Trash King, um, uh, we do, today, we're going to be uh, doing a proclamation for Food Waste Prevention Week. And uh, when you think about the residents at our retreat, we talked about a lot of the residents in our, in our county that don't have enough food on the table. And we also talked about uh, the, trying to reduce carbon emissions. A lot of the food waste that goes into our landfills, et cetera, created an enormous amount of methane. And we just passed a waste generation study that's going to be taking place and we, we did one kind of recently, and, and it's, an, it's amazing how much food is wasted, almost 40 percent. Uh, so we're going to be um, t- doing a proclamation uh, talking about uh, what that means, and these people here are doing a tremendous job in trying to reduce that. And so let me read the uh, proclamation. Uh, whereas the Food Conservation Alliance, under the direction of its founder, Elaine Fiore, informs us that 40 percent of all food produced in America is thrown away rather than eaten, and whereas we all witness food waste and feel badly about it because we innately understand the sacredness of food. I've got a kiwi in my refrigerator right now that's begging to be free, and whereas it can be agreed that everyone benefits from the better utilization of food resources, and whereas a family of four can save a yearly average of $1,800 on uneaten food, and whereas K-12 schools and schools of higher learning have a special role in educating the next generation to reduce, recover, and recycle food. And whereas the Food Conservation Alliance has partnered with many schools and agencies to foster this. And whereas discarded food in landfills decomposes slowly releasing methane gas, which contributes to climate change. And whereas we have an opportunity to save shared resources like water and energy used to produce and transport food that ultimately goes uneaten, and whereas it is our desire to raise awareness and inspire everyone to reduce food waste at home, food, and in our communities, and whereas we wish to create a space for everyone throughout the food system to come together, share ideas and solutions, and partner to conserve food, now therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the Board hereby declares April 4th through April 9th in the year 2022. As Food Waste Prevention Week, and encourage all Broward County residents to commit to reducing food wa- waste. And it's signed by our mayor, Mary Dean. And with that, I'd like to ask Elaine uh, to come on and speak. Thanks.
7: Good morning, everyone. I'd like to thank you for your support. It means so much to us. Um, I'd also like to share my condolences for John Bertino and his family. I'm a Broward County Public School teacher. I had the pleasure of working with Mr. Bertino for many years at Olson Middle School. Um, this food waste journey began for me as a teacher with my students we were studying sustainable food systems and we were surprised to learn the power reducing food waste has to obviously save families money Um, it is the number one personal action to reduce greenhouse gases as uh, commissioner firm uh, mentioned Uh, Food in the landfill creates methane gas, which is 30 times more potent than CO2. Additionally, we have one in five Floridians uh, have food insecurity, so that food recovered helps them as well. So the students were studying their own food waste. We uh, did a student food waste audit where we discovered that the kids were throwing away over 300 unopened and unpeeled perfectly good food items every day at our small school, which that's 52,000 food items. We have 220 schools here in Broward County, over 4,000 in the state of Florida. We do have the Bill Emerson Act, which it allows us to recover food. And the problem was we're training our kids to throw away good food because they didn't have a place to put it. So the solution was to implement share tables. So we started implementing share tables. And so after that. I campaigned throughout the state, uh, speaking at conferences, talking to parents, teachers, and students to share with them about share tables. Well, along the way, I met uh, wonderful people who were just as passionate as I am from the special event industry, state agencies, and everyone shared the same mission to reduce food waste. We kind of uh, formed an ad hoc group that would meet. Well, I met with some people in California who wanted to learn about our share table program, And as luck would have it, they were the group that spearheaded California's Food Waste Prevention Week in 2018. So got them together with our Florida group, and we said, well, why wouldn't we have Florida Food Waste Prevention Week? So last year was Florida Food Waste Prevention Week. It was the inaugural event, social media campaign, very uh, successful on social media. We hosted webinars. We engaged our students. Sports teams got involved. So this past year, Other states, major cities across the country, they're like, we would like to be a part of Food Waste Prevention Week. So we said, you know what, the more the merrier. It doesn't have to be just Florida. Uh, So we dropped the Florida off the title and we are now Food Waste Prevention Week. We have states from across the country, major cities, Kenya, the Fresh Produce Consortium of Kenya, people in the Philippines have joined us. And so we're really proud of what we've started here. This started here in Broward County. And uh, I'm very grateful for your support. And so we'd like to, invite you to join us as well Um, it's at save the food FL and you can register on the website as well there's great webinars for cities the NRDC is hosting and other national leaders but I want to turn it over to Joanna Behrens Joanna thank you very much Good morning. Mr. Mayor and Broward County
8: Commissioners, elected officials and staff, my name is Joanna Behrens and I have been a proud resident of Broward County District 6 since 1994 and a member of the hospitality and events profession for more years than I care to admit. Through the lens of my son, I developed an awareness of climate change and social justice issues, taking an activist role in both areas in 2016. I was stunned to learn that Americans waste 35 to 40% of the food we produce, while my son witnessed food insecurity by some of his classmates at Fort Lauderdale High School as zero food waste chair and now also president for the sustainable events network florida and caribbean my committee and i have inspired event professionals to reduce food waste by donating leftover food to local charities in the community in which they meet our collective work has diverted thousands of pounds of food from the landfill by providing it to the one in six or eight members of our communities who are food insecure. I also serve proudly on the planning committee of the Food Waste Prevention Week, where I represent the perspective of the hospitality industry. We are pleased to be hosting Hospitality Day on Wednesday, April 6th, during Food Waste Prevention Week, where we will be offering industry peers a variety of virtual content around the theme of the circularity of event food waste, a full menu of perspectives. Thank you for your support of this proclamation.
3: Thank you, and usually we have no food going to waste here when Commissioner Ryan's here, <laughs> but uh, we're ho- hopefully Tim will be back soon. Uh, can we do a picture real quick?
8: Here we go. One, two, three. One, two, three.
1: okay that now brings us to the tuesday morning memo and i see i can't see the kyle and georgiana please lead uh, uh read the tuesday morning memo
9: Tuesday agenda memorandum. The following are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 40. Public hearing items are 41 through 43. Regular items are 44 through 53. I request the following withdrawals and scrivener error corrections and inclusion of additional information. Withdrawals, deferral substitutions, none. Scrivener's error item number 27 currently reads motion to approve purchasing director to execute addendum number 6 for fiscal year 2023. Should read motion to approve purchasing director to approve and execute addendum number 6 for fiscal year 2023. Item number 31, summary expose background line 21 currently reads the entitlements on parcels B1 C and D would decrease by 225 units and 320,000 square feet of commercial use should read the entitlements on this plat would decrease by 200 high-rise units and increase by 237 mid-rise units commercial use is unchanged item number 47 currently reads motion to appoint nominee Sherry Brown for appointment should read motion to appoint nominee Sherry Brown also known as Sherry Brown Grosvenner for appointment Additional information, item number five, signature pages have been received. Item number 26, board's consideration and approval of motion A of this agenda item shall be based on the grant agreement distributed as the additional material. Item number 50, board's consideration of this item is based on the updated version of the HMA with additional exhibits distributed as additional material. Mayor requests request without objection, item 45, 46, 47, 50, 52, and 53 be moved to consent. Additional material, items 1C through 1D, board appointments. Item number 26, replacement exhibit one submitted by Resilient Environment Department item 26 parent 2 memo to the board submitted by office of the county attorney item number 50 memo to the board submitted by county administration meeting workshop notices through april 5th 2022 318 22 10 a.m regular meetings of the broward county water advisory board and technical advisory committee have been canceled
1: thank you uh, i'm going to ask for polls from consent starting with commissioner alston no polls mayor commissioner bogan no polls. senator geller
5: uh, item four for a brief comment.
0: Four.
10: Uh, Vice Mayor Fisher. No mayor. Senator Rich. Items nine and ten for abstentions. Ex- nine and ten.
1: Uh, Commissioner Fur. No poll. Commissioner uh, Ryan. No polls from Commissioner Ryan. Commissioner Ryan, anything polling from the agenda? No polls. Thank you, sir. Uh, county attorney. No, sir. County auditor. No, sir. County administrator. No, sir. Deputy county administrator. Okay, good. So with that, Drew, you want to read the consent agenda?
11: Yes, Mayor. Uh, the consent agenda is items one through forty. Removed from consent are items four uh pulled by senator geller and items nine and ten an abstention by senator rich and then added to the consent agenda are items 45 46 47 50 52 and 53.
1: i have a motion by senator geller i have a second by commissioner bogan all in favor of the approval of the consent agenda please signify by saying aye aye Aye. opposed please show that that passes eight to zero that brings us to our first order of business which is agenda item number four which was pulled by Senator Geller Uh, I will recognize Senator Geller you have the floor sir
5: thank you Uh, brief comment only I met with staff on this uh, because they uh, know that I normally raise objections to closing lanes of traffic uh, I have no objection here because this one is designed for pedestrian safety which I think is very important. I just wanted to reiterate that although I know it, it seems to be popular among transportation planners you have yet to convince me that closing a lane of traffic to add bike lanes uh, carries any additional people I'm supportive of bike lanes when they can be done without closing lanes of traffic, but I'm not going to be supportive of closing lanes of traffic for bike lanes and the same, again, mass transit down Broward Boulevard, firm supporter, but you're never going to convince me, or at least you have not come close to yet, that you will get more people in the train or light rail or something than you will by, lose by closing a lane of traffic. This one is pedestrian safety. I have absolutely no problem with that.
2: Thank you, Mayor, and thank you, Senator, for pulling this. Um, this is District 4, but I want to make sure that, uh, as I talked to um, Trevor Fisher yesterday and the staff, speed is, is necessary here to get that curbing done. So as soon as we can get those materials ordered, would be better. That is a very, very dangerous issue that we're dealing with, as you well know. And Even the gravel on the, uh, the tracks to make that pathway for folks to walk over. So. The sooner the better for, for everybody. Thank you. I'll make the motion to approve.
10: I second. I have a motion by um,
1: Vice Mayor Fisher and second by Senator Rich. And any other comments? Seeing no comments, all in favor on item number four, please signify by saying aye. 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 Please aye. show that that passes 8 to 0. That brings us up to agenda item number nine, which was pulled by Senator Rich.
10: Rich. Senator Rich, you have the floor. Thank you, uh, Ms. Drew, may I do uh, them together? Uh, yes. Yeah. If
11: you could okay. pull open nine, nine or ten and ten, or 10 are both ten,
1: open both for both Senator
10: open. Rich. Thank, thank you. She now has the floor on both nine and 10 Okay. simultaneously. So they're both having to do with the area wide council on aging. So I serve on the board of the area wide council on aging, which will be financially impacted, uh, if not items nine and 10 pass, I do not receive any compensation for serving on the board and therefore have no actual statutory voting conflict. However, to avoid the appearance of a conflict, I am abstaining on Items 9 and 10 and ask that this be reflected in the minutes.
1: Okay, um, 9 and 10 are open for other comments or, or, or I'll accept a motion. A All right, let's take 9 first. I have a motion on Item Number 9 by Commissioner Furr. I have a second by Senator Geller. All in favor, on Agenda Item Number 9, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opp- aye. Opposed? Please show that that passes eight to zero with Senator Rich abstaining. That brings us to agenda item number 10. Any comments or I'll accept a motion. Vote,
0: vote,
1: vote. I have a motion by Senator Geller second by uh, commissioner Fur on agenda item number 10 seeing no. Com- no. Okay. You have comment?
12: First.
1: Okay. Seeing no comments, I will uh, call the vote all in favor on agenda. Item number 10. Please signify by saying aye,
12: aye,
1: aye. opposed. Please show that that passes 8-0 to with one abstention. And Commissioner Bogan, you're recognized.
12: Now that we took the vote, uh, Commissioner Rich, you abstained from this. I I certainly support, I voted just now, I support giving $4.3 million to help the seniors. I do support that. You're on the board. You abstained from being on the board. I just want to make sure, now that we, I asked the uh, council if I can ask you afterwards, you do support that even though you abstained, you do support that now that we voted for it. Correct?
10: am i allowed to say of course no. okay I just, want, I just want to get it down that
12: you support what the the 4.3 million is for and what you, and you do support Absolutely. That.
10: and 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 i would just like to say thank you the the county has been so supportive during this whole period of time of the uh pandemic and we uh, Commissioner commissioner just talked about food insecurity and there's no one that's had probably a worse problem in a lot of our seniors so uh it's been just remarkable and uh just uh i think everyone in within that whole community appreciates tremendously what the county has been able to do
1: senator geller
5: from what we're discussing food insecure i just want to know have we sent breakfast over to commissioner ryan so he's Okay, okay, because you know, I know he's probably not getting enough wherever he is.
1: For the record, I'm sure that Commissioner Ryan, the one thing, while we wish him well, we know he's very food secure. So he has that. I'm
10: sure Debbie is taking care of him. Yes, I'm sure his
1: wife and family is
4: taking care of him.
1: And we do wish you well, uh, Commissioner uh, Ryan, and look forward to seeing you very soon.
4: Uh, thank you for your concern, and it is true. I am food secure at the moment. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, that brings us to our first public hearing, which is uh, public hearing item number 41. Um, take it away.
9: The public hearing on item number 41 is now open. Item 41 is a motion to adopt resolution to vacate a portion of a two-foot wide portion of a 12-foot utility easement in the city of Pompano Beach line within tract E of Pompano Industrial Park, third edition, Platt, as recorded in plat Book 111, page 33. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item.
1: Item number 41 is back up to the dais for comments, questions, concern. I have a motion by Senator Geller. I have a second by Commissioner Alston. Any comments? All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Please show that that passes nine to zero agenda item number 42
9: the public hearing on item number 42 is now open item 42 has two parts the board will consider the two parts at the same time but will vote on the part separately part a is a motion to en- enact ordinance pertaining to impact fees and administrative fees amending various sections of chapter 5 article 9 of the county code of ordinances updating the department and division names eliminating certain annual impact fee increases and administrative fees and updating the recreational impact and the local park impact fees fee schedules to reflect current fees. Part B is a motion to adopt resolution pertaining to impact fees amending and renumbering sections 27.44 and 27.45 of the County Administrative Code eliminating certain annual impact fee increases and updating costs per trip per zone by land use table to reflect current fees. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item.
1: Okay, for agenda item number 42, any comments from anybody on the dais? Okay, so I'm gonna accept as to A only. You're- okay senator geller moves agenda item 42a seconded by vice mayor fisher all in favor on 42a signify by saying aye aye Opposed. Aye. please show that that passes nine to zero agenda item number 42b is now on the floor comments questions i have a motion second. by senator geller i have a second uh by commissioner bogan on 42B, it's open for any comments if any commissioner wishes to speak. Seeing none, all in favor of item 42B signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Please show that that passes 9 to 0. Final public hearing item is item number 43, which is a. Uh, go ahead.
9: The public hearing on item number 43 is now open. Our final public hearing item is item 43, which is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to the rezoning of property, including changing the zoning district boundaries by rezoning a portion of tracks 22, 23, and 24 of Florida Fruitlands Company Subdivision Number 2 recorded in plat Book 1, page 102 of the public records of Palm Beach County for Palm Beach County, uh, from Palm Beach County AR Agricultural Residential to RS3-1 Family Detached Dwelling District.
1: Agenda item number 43 comments I'll, I, just so for the public this is the area in the wedge property that was annexed in from Palm Beach County to Broward County to Parkland um, this is some more of though those things coming in to be land use plan by the city of Parkland um, and changing some of the districts within there it's all welcomed by the city the city and the uh, applicant have reached all the deals it's taken a long time a lot of hard work went into this and uh, I'm glad to see this on here today as we continue to provide housing solutions in Northwest Broward. With,
0: Second.
1: I have a motion by uh, Commissioner Bogan.
11: Drew. Mayor, I just want to make sure that the motion expressly incorporates that it's uh, for approval uh, based upon the materials and the agenda item and the record before the board since it's quasi-judicial.
1: I'll have to ask the maker of the motion. Uh, that. Very well said, sir. So I have a motion by Commissioner Bogan, a second by Senator Geller. Other comments? All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed. Please show that that passes unanimously. Nine to zero. That brings us up to agenda item number 44. This is a motion to approve. We're now on the regular agenda. The Meals Aloft permit between Broward County and Sky Chefs. Sky Chefs. For the non-exclusive right and privilege to provide in-flight catering service at FLL commencing May 3rd 2022 and terminating May 5th 2027 I'm opening this up to the Commission for comment or discussion Second. I have a motion by Senator Geller second by Commissioner Alston all in favor signify by saying aye aye, aye. opposed please show that this passes 9 to 0 45 47 was moved to consent oh this is going to be quick day 51 is our next item based on my reading 51 is the motion to discuss compensation of staff working directly for County Commission offices and provide direction to County administrator deferred from February 22nd Commissioner Ryan you have the floor sir
4: thank you mayor and commissioners Uh, this item has been uh, I think twice it's been discussed by the Commission and uh, I initiated the item some months ago asking for uh, a study on what the uh, uh, market rate is for the services of our county commission aides. Uh, we used as an example uh, those salaries that are provided to administrative staff and that are serving county commissioners in Miami-Dade County and also in Palm Beach County. In Miami-Dade County, we found that the... Uh, the total budget was approximately four times the, uh, the budget in Broward County and in Palm Beach County we found that the, the budget was higher uh, to, to some significant extent from Broward County uh, in light of what the uh, uh, qualifications are of the administrative staff that serves the county commissioners and the needs that we have in Broward County I felt that some type of a equity pay uh, adjustment would be would be appropriate. Uh, I know that some numbers have been uh, discussed. I know that uh, Commissioner Geller uh, came up with a number, and he, he wanted to uh, state that no more than three aides could could serve any one any one county commission office, and uh, you know that the commissioner should be able to apportion. Those funds equitably between uh, or among those three um, commission aides. Not that you would have to have three. Some may only have two. But that three would be uh, compensated along with uh, the benefits that are available uh, for the uh, for general employees. Uh, so I'm leaving it here to the board on what uh, is felt to be appropriate. I do know that Miami-Dade County has a much larger uh, unincorporated area in Broward County, but the numbers seem so skewed, uh, both as to the the range of compensation for Miami-Dade County Commission aides versus Broward County, and also for the number of aides that serve in that capacity. I mean, you've got what appears to be some clerical help, part-time help, and you may have as many as like six aides for a single county commissioner whose uh, area that they're representing constituent wise is approximately uh, equivalent to Broward County. You know, we represent each of us approximately 230,000 people. So with that in mind, I would love to hear from my colleagues on this and see if we can come to a, um, a position that will recognize the, uh, the efforts and the quality of the work of our commission aides but at the same time, be responsible uh, to, you know, the needs of the, and, and desires of the taxpayers. I want to finish with one item, and that is that we just did redistricting, and many of the members have a vastly different dish district than what we had six months ago. And so with that, that that requires a, a significant amount of outreach and effort to meet those new constituents and to be certain that we are uh, addressing their issues as as efficiently and effectively as possible. So with that, I bring it to the members for discussion. All
1: right, I have in the queue first Geller, then Bogan. Start, Senator okay. Geller, you have the floor.
5: Thank you. To refresh everyone's recollection, what I had suggested at the last meeting, this was after speaking with county administration to try and come up with numbers that were reasonable. Um, And one of the things, as Commissioner Ryan mentioned, that administration had a concern about was that because we pay very uh, well in benefits, that we not uh, use this number to hire four aides or something, which would require four sets of benefits. So that's why I put in the suggestion that it be a maximum of three people. Again, this is maximum flexibility. If you prefer to have two or two and one part-time, you can certainly do that. Um, 250 was a number that is an increase, but not a huge increase that you know won't break the bank according to the discussions that I've had with administration. Um, additionally, there was one part left out that I asked that this be indexed Uh, to the same amount that we give our general employees um, or excuse me our unrepresented employees um, so that we don't have to come back again and do this Uh, it would be done now and then be uh, that that number the 250 would go up the same amount that we do for uh, all of our other employees so that's what I have suggested, I am certainly open to any other discussions, but I think this is a number that meets Commissioner Ryan's concerns and my concerns. Um, and from what I've heard, doesn't break the bank and gives what every commissioner said they wanted, which is maximum flexibility as to how they deal with it.
1: Thank you, sir. Commissioner Bogan.
12: Um, I've got a paper that was distributed that I just want to quickly read. That says Miami-Dade spends three dollars and five cents per resident on aggregate salaries. Palm Beach a dollar four, and we spend eighty-one cents on uh, per resident. Um, it then goes on to say our residents pay about twenty-seven percent of what Miami-Dade's residents pay for, um, and on and on. And um, I wanted to ask the county administrator first of all: Is, is our budget's right now because? uh commissioner geller was saying a number 250. are we at like 180 190 what generally what are our budget's at now
13: so um first of all if i and i'll answer your question but i'd love to see what you're reading from because i'm not familiar with that analysis but okay. um so this would have a fiscal impact of about sixty two thousand seven hundred and eighteen dollars that, that, that wasn't my question so you my just question. deducted it's about 180.
12: so 180. okay so it'd be in a sixty thousand dollar difference
13: one, one, between 180 and 190 because there's some benefit numbers in there as well so. okay
12: so there's some offices that may not need as much some offices that need more and I would I would like to see if I can tag team with with Commissioner Geller and say maybe we give each Commission office the discretion keep it up to maybe 300 which means if someone only wants to use 210 220, Two fifty. If somebody's got a district that we sit here right now that has a forty percent district and, and uh, you know new residents or thirty percent district, um, you know, I instead of uh, let each commissioner use their own discretion to go up to a certain number or not, maybe they don't need that. But um, so, so what I'm suggesting is
5: is is having more flexibility, um, and that's. That's okay. good question but there has to be a maximum number so your suggestion is 300 my, my suggestion
12: max- is 300
5: which is which is
12: but but not not putting it into our budget where each Commission office would then say I don't need I don't need that I need uh, 240 I need 250 I need 265 to or 270 or just some more some flexibility because to hire a third person with based on, if I have two people right now, if I hire a third person and I get an extra 60, then that's basically, I guess, my sal- the salary of that third person.
13: So if you look at each in the attachment that the auditor provided, it'll give you what the snapshot was for, for your offices on page four of eight of the exhibit. And that gives an indication of what each office has spent. what what would you guys for salaries i'm
12: sorry but my white says if there's an extra 60 that would give us 60 to spend on someone else's first salary for somebody correct
13: well that's not how we budget your offices though so we'd have to look go back and bring you back something that we can work with each of you because in order to budget for um, benefits we would need to know how many maximum so you guys could set as a policy that you'd like to have a maximum of four and then we'd budget for that so and you, if you didn't use it then we it. so are it you
12: saying i'm sorry i i'm i'm a little slow here are you saying that if there's 60 well then you can't pay them 60 because you need money for benefits so you can really pay them 45 50 maybe 45 <laughs> because you have to use the rest for benefits is that what you're saying no
13: so if you give we what would be helpful to us is if you set a dollar amount you'd like for salaries for the three positions for example and if you wanted a fourth one then we would just go up by that much. You'd have some flexibility, but which if you guys could give us direction on a cap per office, then we know how much to budget separate from the salary dollars for the benefits.
5: Yeah, I'm still have a, a, I think no, no, there's no, no, just confusion. He
1: has the floor when he's okay. done. I'll, Steve, you can clarify. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, well, as I, a what, point of information, Mr.
5: I think is you're still talking about the higher number, but still capping it at three people. No, no. What I'm talking
12: about is. I, I asked her what our budget what it was in your response correct me if i'm wrong says it's an additional 60 at 250 with senator geller's comment it'll be additional 60. correct That's Approximate,
13: approximately because each approximately. office right you guys- 59
12: 55 60 whatever around 60. i'm not talking about an exact number okay okay so that means That if we wanted to hire a third person, we would have an additional 50 to 60 to hire an additional person, right? That's correct. Okay. On average. Okay. So, what I'm saying is, in case that number may not, on average, uh, in case that number may not be, uh, you know, depending on each commission's office, you may want, may need a little more. So, I'm suggesting instead of 250, I'm suggesting. Two seventy-five or three hundred, something higher. That in case we need something more, you'll have the approval and not have to come back, and and seek it. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay.
1: I have a point of information question by Senator Geller before. Mr. Bogan,
5: what what I think is confusing is, I have no problem with the higher number. I think the question that I have, and I think, what the county administrator was talking about, is the number of employees, because that, when you add people, then you also add the benefits. So, if you're saying 275 or 300, but still maxed out at three employees, I have no problem with that. But are you talking about adding potentially a fourth employee nope. with four benefits? Because I think that's what the county administrator was concerned about. So to be clear, what you're saying is increase the number from 250 to 275 or 300, but still cap it at three employees receiving benefits.
12: Yeah, I, I'm happy with three employees. Okay. To have okay. three employees, I,
5: you know, but I'm happy. To okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I wouldn't be okay with yeah. adding a fourth person okay, with benefits. I'm,
1: I see. Okay, I see Moskowitz, then Senator Rich, and then and then Commissioner Fisher. Commissioner Moskowitz you have the floor
14: uh, thank you mayor I, I don't I'm gonna continue to listen to the debate I don't know where I'm at yet on increasing but I'm I'm definitely uh, in favor of capping it in three I think no more than three we, it starts to let's just be honest we don't even have the space here to do that so I just think that that's capping it in three is something I, that that I think we should put into whatever we're about to approve
1: thank you oh.
10: next was um, senator rich yeah I'm, I'm pretty much on the same wavelength I think that three should be the cap, uh, 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 and there's flexibility within that. Some of us have two, some of us have three. You know, I just, I'm, I'm very concerned about the message this sends to the community. Um, I agree with the need to increase to a certain degree, yes, but I think everyone in the community is struggling, a lot of people are struggling in a lot of different ways, um, and I think that we need to, you know, just go no, no, not beyond the, the maximum flexibility with three people.
1: Commissioner, Mayor. Uh, Vice Mayor Fisher, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to everyone for another round.
2: Yeah, like I need to echo three. the uh, Commissioner Moskowitz uh, issue with the space alone. I mean, three is going to be tight in some of your offices um, that we do have. Um, I'm concerned about the budgeting, Mr. Biro. So I want to, you know, obviously we're coming in our budget cycle right now, and you're starting to work on the budget. So obviously, I'm not in favor of raising taxes, but. I don't want that to affect it, so I'm talking about maybe a Commissioner Bogan and and, and Senator Geller, maybe a compromise of the 275. Fine. Um, Deal done. I think I can support that okay. at this okay. point. So happy meeting Third. there with with the uh, with the maximum of three employees. Okay, thank you. Sounds good.
14: All right, before all po- right, point of information, just mayor so what would the increase going to 275? What are we increasing each office?
1: So I'm going to, I think the county administrator is probably going to have to I'm get back to you on that. I'm crunching right now. I'm trying, they're they're going to yeah. have to figure that out. But I'm going to comment while... Do you while need a scientific calculator?
13: Yep, I think my budget director just read my mind.
0: <laughs>
13: Anyone have a protractor?
14: <laughs> 30 grand, okay. <laughs>
13: Times nine.
0: All
13: right. So you see, budget tiers—we all think alike. So going from two hundred and fifty um, to two hundred and seventy-five—that that's a, an aggregate additional two hundred and seventy thousand dollars because you do that times nine offices. Um, what I would need, if you guys are interested in doing this today, effective immediately, or if you're looking at to do it in the budget cycle. Depending on what your um, direction is if it's effective today I would need some additional authority to make sure that I move that um, I take all the necessary administrative actions to effectuate that and um, We need a motion to adopt a budget resolution that I could then go back and sign it to make that happen effectively um, For the rest of the fiscal year, so depending on how you guys want to proceed. I just need that additional flexibility so I'm, I'm gonna comment before we go in and then I'm gonna do a second round
1: because it sounds like we need one. And
13: if I may just to further clarify, um, so that budget resolution um, would come, what we do it if you want it effective now, it would come from commission reserves um, and that would be, um, we're looking at uh, s- close to almost $800,000 um, in aggregate because it was originally going to be 564, but then we added another 270. I think I said. So let me do the math real quick. But we're looking at about a little over 800 thousand dollars. Okay.
1: My comments. So when I spoke about this last time, I think my my the, when I made the comment, I think it might have been taken a little bit the wrong way by the staff in in the county, and I want to just clean that up for now i'm very appreciative of all the work that any county commission aide, that any county commissioner that any fourth floor aide that works in your side does i know that it's very hard work that everybody does and my comment was meant last time to be taken as a positive that we're training people and i know i've spoken with drew about this before with young attorneys and with with people in the different departments and we talk about all these different disparity studies because we're supposed to be training people that then kind of come and say, I can't keep up because the private sector is going to steal me away because you've trained me well, I have a good resume, and I've gotten stolen away. I meant that as a compliment when I said that last time. I think it was taken by some on the fourth floor as not a compliment, so I just want to make sure everyone understands I meant it as a positive for the work product that was being done. The second thing I would add is, I'm not sure how the budgeting works, like I said, I've, I know that we give money back every year at the end of the year into different departments, so I have no problem if there needs to be flexibility. I always thought that we were able to adjust our budgets internally within our office. If I use less stationary or less travel to the whatever it is, then that would get rerouted. If it can't be done like that and it has to be rebudgeted in a way so that the employees can use some of those dollars, hey, I'm all for that. To make that kind of rebudgeting. the last thing i would say is i just want to make sure when we do this because i i mean i know as mayor and i know in the previous time as mayor i want to make sure that kimberly has some kind of way to be included in this somehow because we i use her a lot for and she does a lot of the pr stuff and i just want to make sure that kimberly has a piece you know included as we work through this somehow i don't know how we're going to work through it but I just think there's other resources that we have in the county besides the two or three people that you have in your office. There's a, there's a world of, of and, and I learn that every day, so I just want to make sure that we're all using that. Those are my comments, and I'll wait for the rest of the discussion. I see Commissioner Fur, your mic's on, so I'll recognize you. Then I'm going into second round, because I think Commissioner Fur is the last to speak. Sir, you have the floor.
3: Thank you. Actually, you bring up a good point. Because the one thing that I think um, we're really in need of is being able to, to let the residents of this entire county know what we're doing. And that means having the most up-to-date websites, all those kind of things that we, need, that we, that we can possibly have. We don't have that exactly right now. And, and it could be, be much better. That are, you know, and and those, the people that are working there are doing a great job. But, but there are some things that are that need to be brought up that's honestly I think that's where I want to see money go because that kind of outreach that kind of being able to to um, make sure that residents know exactly what we're doing that's that's the important i mean I have somebody who one of my staff is outreach solely that's all they do um, and, and i've got great I've got a great staff um, and I feel like I've got about the right i've got like two and a half and i'm feeling like it's pretty good it maybe could go to two and three quarters something like that because i'm probably stretching them all a little thin um so three is i think three is a good number um but i do think that if if we're thinking about this amount of money honestly i would like to see some of that money be going toward the the um, dissemination of all the things that we're doing and that means. Uh, that's probably going to a place that may not be going to our staff but it is going to departments that would be essentially helping us be able to you know let people know what's doing so that's my only thought on that i'm not sure the best way to do that but you know i've seen some of our for for instance the um i don't think we all have one email like i think i'm using um mailchimp and but we i don't think we have one thing that we're all using that's a, that's a you know, one, one method of getting all of our uh, information out, but, we do, but we're not collectively doing that. And I think there's lots of ways that we should be thinking in terms of not just having a little extra money here, but using some strategy here, so that we're, we're, we're buying uh, collective economies of scale. And so I really, you know, rather than doing this, I, I really do think we need to be thinking of some of those things. And asking our offices, where where are we not getting enough bang for our buck?
1: I, just to follow on that, because I was trying to say something similar to that. Too. I, I agree yeah. with that, and that's why I, I use it as bringing Kimberly. In. But like using the we all have Office Mailchimp accounts. Since we pay for them, each nine of us pay for them. It's much more expensive if we negotiated with Mailchimp for one right. with a much bigger. Um, 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 Uh, capacity that we can all use pieces of it's not a sunshine issue anyone could use it it's just has the capacity would be much bigger so that we can all use it yeah so all those things and even even on the communications I mean when we were doing the testing when that was happening I sent that one email where I hit reply all much to Drew's chagrin at the time but I knew we weren't voting on anything and I mistakenly hit uh, reply all when I said I wasn't happy with the outreach that was happening for the texting, for social media. And then all of a sudden, the public information office really stepped up and they started actually time stamping the stuff that they were putting on. Because you see a tweet or you see something on social media and it's not time stamped When you were talking about giving away these test kits, it was meaningless because an hour later, I mean, so they, they they know how to do it, but they just sometimes need to be given, you know, some the latitude to do it and to take some chances.
3: Right. say, yeah. yeah. hey, Mayor?
1: Mayor. A quote. Uh,
15: no, I appreciate it. I, I purposely waited to uh, hear most of the comments, and I will just say, uh, Commissioner uh, Ryan, uh, great to hear your voice, and I appreciate the spirit of the item, and I wanted to kind of hear most of the comments from my colleagues. I did have some thoughts prepared, but I said, well, let me just wait and kind of see where the direction uh, goes. So my initial reaction is I'm a little bit frustrated, and I think it's more so because at our last meeting, uh, we had a conversation on living wage, right? And I think my comment was, uh, you know, similar to this. I think Senator you kind of hit at least one point. Um, why aren't we having a full budget conversation soon that the administrator will be sharing uh, with us, you know, in a couple weeks, right? Why the urgency, why now? There are probably uh, 10, 15, 20 topics that we probably want to discuss at some point. Uh, and this is probably one of them. But for to cherry pick, you know, every meeting, a recurring budget item with a big fiscal impact, um, I just don't, this is never ending. So that's, that's kind of my frustration. So I will, I will start it at one place, but I'm going to continue to listen to see where uh, the action goes. So that's kind of, this is kind of round two for me. So that's my initial
1: comment in round one. Round two. Mayor. Uh, Commissioner, um, Commissioner Ryan, and then I'll go to Commissioner Bogan.
4: Thanks, Mayor. I'll try to be a little more brief on round two. Uh, Very good points that were brought up by several of the commissioners. Um, We can always do better on our website development, and I'd almost uh, delegate that to you, Mickey, because you are so good at, you know, using social media to communicate your message that maybe you might want to, you know, kind of uh, partner up with with, uh, our website development people just on a higher level on some ideas of what you think would make our websites a little more uh, user-friendly and and more accessible. So I I think that's a great idea. One thing I wanted to be sure of is as we make this incremental increase in the compensation to our commission aides, that we have it kind of uh, segregated and that we use it for – The uh, commission aid compensation only. I wouldn't want to put it under uh, the broad auspices of just uh, outreach and, you know, can we use more for outreach? Can we use more for certain other um, uh, efforts to communicate, you know, inside the district? So uh, hopefully we'll keep this segregated and if any commissioner wants to address those other larger issues about. You know, how do you commun- communicate with your constituents in general, that they would, you know, take that up as, as a separate separate matter. But uh, I do hope that when we come to a resolution, which I hope we will do today, that we go ahead and uh, delegate or authorize to Monica uh, the budget resolution so that we can make these uh, adjustments now. I wouldn't want to wait till the new budget cycle that comes October 1. I think that... Um, our our commission aides have been very um, forthright in their efforts to to do the best job possible, including oftentimes working more than 45, 50 hours a week. And I've seen this happen in my office time and time again, where I've had commission aides that have been available uh, weekends, evenings, you know, to address issues that they themselves have a lot of passion for. So hopefully when when we all come to a resolution here we can direct monica to move forth with so that we can make the adjustments as you know as quickly as possible those are my comments
1: thank you commissioner um my social media is good because i have a good team and we all work on it together and and kimberly is part of that team and she has been even before i was mayor she helps me with a lot of the stuff she's into the social media too but that's point well taken commissioner bogan
12: i'd like to make a motion that uh that uh with, in conjunction with commissioner ryan's uh, agenda item that that uh this is a limited to three limited to three employees um up to not to exceed 275 it could use less and as as you said mayor a lot of times we return the money um people don't even realize that um we, we actually return money Commissioner Moskowitz uh, at the end of our budget cycle there's extra money that we don't use that we actually give, you know uh, don't utilize so anyway I'd like to make a motion see if there's a second on the on that uh, on that item.
1: I have a motion in a second I see drew raised his hand we if, if
11: the board is gonna act today which I understand the board wishes to we, uh, there's a little extra language that would be helpful to be included in the motion whenever you're writing.
0: Man. Well, making a, a motion
1: we, we, okay so we have a motion and a second of where I am gonna we'll, we'll we'll clean it up at the end uh,
14: Commissioner Ma- th- thank you mayor so I just wanted to I have a question for the administrator I wanted to clear it up so did I hear that the Commission has a reserve budget that's correct right so technically speaking that if this were to pass we're not we're not taking any money away from anyone else other than ourselves because that is a reserve budget for the Commission that's correct okay so and additionally we're just increasing the budget to 275 you don't have to spend the 275 you can spend less and then that would go back into the reserve
13: well not necessarily so each commission office at the end of the fiscal year um, uh, some offices choose to let it revert some offices choose to designate where those dollars would go to um, either within it, uh, within the organization to different um, divisions for different purposes, or even to outside um, nonprofit organizations. Okay,
14: so it's up it's up to each commissioner. But if a, basically all we're approving is raising the ceiling, using money that is already budgeted for the commission, whether it's in reserve or it's inactive, uh, for- And if a commissioner chooses, if they don't spend that money, they can revert that money if they choose back into the reserve.
13: That is true for this current fiscal year. So, if that is made to happen effective immediately, that is where the money that's not budgeted would come from. However, once it's in your base, then that goes into the base budget. So, next year, you would have that as a recurring expenditure.
14: Right, but if you have all, but if we have, but if we did, I hear that we had eight hundred thousand in reserves.
13: No, it would cost eight hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars. Okay, do so that. how
14: much do we have in reserves for the commission?
13: Um, it is three point eight million dollars. Okay. Like that. And I agree with it. there
1: should be some That commission reserve, though, I think you're thinking of what that number differently than what, what a normal reserve is. A normal reserve is something for the commission that then there's if there's something, goes out of whack. That commission reserve is the number that we usually put up on the spreadsheet at budget time, where we take those dollars out when you get some of the nonprofits and some of the social services that come in. That's what we have. Some, you'll see that as we go through the first. I think that's what it is. Right. It's not just we've budgeted it there's been some extra money lying around so it's built up
14: I understand but that 3.8 million doesn't get depleted by the end of this year does it it could
13: that's that's what the Commission would use throughout the year if there are different things that you guys wish to set as a priority
14: right so again it's just up to the Commission but at this but at this moment increasing the 25,000 per district it's going to come from the reserve and it's not coming from anywhere else
13: it's correct but it's not just 25 it would be up to 275 from the currently about 180 or so
14: okay so it's a, a, a less than a hundred thousand per district
13: correct
10: okay yeah I just want I just want to clarify that I want to make sure that this remains because some of us prefer to have uh, two and that's for my sake for my office has been in conjunction with consulting my aides who were comfortable with having two people and so what i have left i always give back to the county to county agencies Um, i don't agree with giving it outside that's my personal preference but that to go into whether it's the affordable housing trust fund whether it's animal welfare things like that that need additional money because we don't always fund all those things uh... as much as we should so i just want to make sure that that is um, uh... remains in this uh, because that's not part of, I, my understanding is that's not part of the $3.8 million. If I have $75,000 left that I haven't spent because I have two rather than three aides, then I put that back into the county, but into specific areas that you know are priorities for me.
13: If I may, i um, correct, Senator Rich. So the money that you have historically reverted back to different county agencies, mm-hmm. that comes from your office budget. Right. That does not, it's I'm not saying. part That's of that commission part. reserve okay. conversation.
1: That's- Thank you. Um, so what does what we need to do and what kind of motion do you need?
11: Uh, subject to the board's refinement, uh, the proposed language is motion to direct the county administrator to take all necessary administrative and budgetary action, to increase the budget amount for each commission uh, office from commission reserves, to reflect a maximum aggregate salary amount for direct report staff positions of $275,000 per commission office, excuse me, with such amount to be, and this uh, is from Senator Geller, uh, I don't know if this is part of the motion, but with such amount to be indexed annually, consistent with adjustments to the county's unrepresented employees uh, with three maximum staff positions per office to be effective today March 15th and to bring back to the board an agenda item for approval of any required and we'll have to look at it uh, budget resolution or other document necessary to address this change
1: okay so Commissioner Bogan is that your motion
11: Uh, he
12: actually read my mind
1: so but I just want to make sure but how does that affect some of our ancillary people that are just count county commission appointees like Kimberly and and people there does that doesn't affect them at all
12: no. we'll have to okay. do that separately
0: yeah.
12: and I think that's a good point because Kimberly is has been kind of ignored on the, every time we talk about different people um, we have not addressed Kimberly for, for the for the new commissioners for years right. Right.
1: And so, okay I have I have Senator rich and then Monica and then we'll go for round three Back to Jared.
10: Okay, so uh, following all this discussion, I, I would uh, like to—I don't know if this will pass or not. Probably not. But I'm going to make an amendment that we uh, go back to the 250,000, the original amount uh, that was um, suggested by Senator Geller the last time we discussed this. Uh, I, I just think it's—I don't—I don't think that it's the right message to go uh, to this level. Uh, at this point I think that going to the 250 would be adequate for now and then we can look at it at some other time
1: (laughs) Monica you had your hand up
13: yes yes I'm sorry Monica yes mayor I just wanted to clarify that um, uh, Kimberly Moreau is included as part of the unrepresented class of employees so when we do the um, adjustments for um, all the rest of the employees uh, in the organization for unrepresented class, that same percentage is afforded. I just want to make sure you, three, three right, four, this past year was four, so. Okay, Commissioner Moskowitz, and then I'll start going around again. Uh,
14: th- 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 thank you, Mayor. I, I think um, what Commissioner Alston was saying, and, and I want to put words in his mouth, is in, as, as we're doing this, we're, we're talking about other people. It really needs to happen in a, in a budget cycle. You know, and so I, what, what, I would, what I would like to recommend, I know there's a motion on the floor, but I would like to recommend is that we do this temporarily from commission reserves. That money is there. The commission gets to decide how we want to spend those commission reserves. We can take that money from commission reserves through the rest of this budget cycle. And then when we get to the new budget, we can look at this holistically, us and other employees that we believe need a raise. Uh, and, and that would be a motion that, that I would be willing uh, to support.
12: Can I, with respect to her mending my motion, can I say I do not accept her friendly emotion, or how would that, you know, she she's, she's trying got, to she's
1: got to make a, she's got to make a motion and it's got to be seconded by somebody. So are you making a motion to, to you're making a motion to have this capped at 250, not 275. Is there a second on that? Second. I have a second by Commissioner Furr on for discussion on the on the 250 so now we have that we're discussing uh the the number of 250 and 275 can i just ask county administration a question before we get there
5: you're the mayor how does this work
1: with the budget as far as so we're giving money back we get money budgeted to us we have certain level of employees that have to be in a pay scale um Give, give me like a brief overview of how this works so that we we're all on the same page with this because I think that's important I give money back every year into the county budget should that money be going to, and like if I don't travel somewhere that money goes back can you use those dollars for employees sometimes I get those words that you can't it can't be intermingled I mean, if you're not ordering the Sun Sentinel, you have dollars, and
13: I don't know what these number how this works. So, so just as you do with the budget as as a whole for the county, um, we do not use non-recurring, which would be like an you know, office account to buy paper or whatever you want to do, for recurring expenditures such as salaries. So that would should be used for like type of things. So if you have leftover in your travel budget, we wouldn't want to use that to increase the salary line because You're using one-time money for recurring expenditures so what we're discussing here is the salary use uh, salary dollars to be kept at the amount that you guys designate that to be and that would be the recurring piece that we're talking about
1: so I don't mean to be disrespectful in this comment but what does that mean you wouldn't want us to use that what is there is that really what the rules are if we decide that we want to take our budget that we have and we want to pay additional dollars for our employees are we allowed to do that
13: you'd have to let us know if that's going to change on a recurring basis because we could not use we would i don't think it's legally um impermissible
14: but you okay? could give a mayor but give we would a bonus. never want to
13: use recurring yeah. funds uh, non-recurring funds to fund recurring issues right. that is like budget 101 the worst thing you could do because you're setting yourself up for deficits moving forward
1: I have um, Senator Geller, and then we'll keep going.
11: Uh,
5: two brief things. First of all, Commissioner Moskowitz, I agreed with your with your remarks. But to clarify, that doesn't need a separate motion. When we do our budget, our overall budget discussion, of course, this would be one of the items. Uh, in reference to Senator Rich's motion, which was at the last second seconded for discussion purposes. I think that it seemed like there was a consensus F-275, so I, I just would like to vote
14: on that. Uh, on.
1: Okay, other comments?
14: Mayor, quick quick question, because when when uh, county attorney made his very eloquent uh, motion of Commissioner Bogan's motion, I had heard that it was gonna be on a a go forward basis, not just for this year, but it was for continuing. That's why I I brought up the comment, which is I just wanna make sure what we're voting on is just for the remainder of this budget cycle coming out of reserves and that on a go forward basis that will have to wait until future budgeting.
1: Right, except that no one ever you, really gets their salary to go down once they start. And it's, it's kind how of can hard. you hire
12: people and then not have the money for the next year? Just, well,
1: but it, once we do this, this becomes a recurring expense in the budget.
5: Right. right,
1: but the entire budget will be looked at, including this item. Right. I know, no. Thank you, Mayor. I know where I'm at. I'm okay, so, you, um, I, I mean, we did you have to. Drew, you had your hand up.
11: I I just wanted to make sure there's one thing that I left out, uh, whether it's part of uh, Senator Rich's substitute motion or uh, perhaps Commissioner Bogan's motion that's been seconded, is that the authority to the administrator would also include shifting whatever amount was necessary to cover the benefits piece. We're only talking about the net salary amount is the 275 That's all.
1: So I'm going to say, I mean, this is what I'm going to be transparent about it, how I'm going to vote. I would vote for Senator Rich's amendment only because we're not gonna use all that money this year anyway. The 250 versus 275 isn't gonna matter because we're halfway through the year, maybe more than that now. So that satisfies a little bit of what Commissioner Moskowitz was saying. So that's why I'm gonna vote for her amendment at the 250, which gives everybody up, and I'm, I'm really doing that just so that other offices need, that need the flexibility can have the flexibility.
12: Mayor, if I may ask you, um, I understand we're already six months into the budget, but that would require, would, that, would that require us then to come back at the next year if we wanted to then increase that again?
1: When we have the regular overall budget conversation, then I think we would have that
0: again.
13: I have a clarification, Mr. Mayor. Um, it might help with the, um, the commission reserve conversation as well. So the amount I gave you was the annualized amount. Right. So since we are six months right. into the budget, then we're only going to be doing the transfer necessary to effectuate, effectuate that salary for the remainder of this fiscal year. Question. Yes. Senator Geller.
5: However, just to deal with the issue just raised by the mayor, so instead of, I'll say it's 80000 per office, which I don't know if it's accurate or not, but let's just make up a number. I'll say 100000 so if we're halfway in, you'd be transferring $50,000. So my question, though, is what Mayor Udine just said was, well, it doesn't matter. You're transferring hundred dollars halfway in. So you could still hire people up to the rate of two seventy-five because the money would be there because you'd be transferring enough for the whole year. But in fact, you're not, you're only transferring six months so I think that what mayor Udin just offered as a suggestion was not accurate because that would still cap at 250 for the remaining roughly six months is that correct
13: so depending on what the number is 250 or 275 or whatever number you guys decide we would transfer our program the prorated rate of what it would take to be annualized, let's say it's 250 or two, whatever, 275, half of that okay. on an annualized
5: basis. In that case, Mayor, respect with respect to what you said about, well, they are transferring enough to pay up at 275, it would not be accurate right? because they're only transferring the pro rata amount. So that's why I'm right. hoping the, we can the, go back to the, the 275. The reason that
1: I said that is because when I looked at the spreadsheet of the numbers, the highest one this year is me. Because I'm the mayor, I get had some extra. I have three full time, and I think I'm at two hundred and three thousand dollars. That's what my employees cost me. I believe that they're properly. My compensation schedule has been correct over these years. Um, I know it's uncomfortable to speak about it on the dais, but it is what it is. Um, I've had other department heads that have that have made comments to me that have said that they have the same issues with their Administrative assistance and like Commissioner Alston said we're gonna open this up I agree that there needs to be some flexibility for the other offices I would agree that I'm gonna vote to increase it because I believe I understand you I I agree with what Commissioner Ryan Commissioner Bogan and Commissioner Geller said I I don't want to trip on nickels on my way to dollars as I do this but I, it, to me sure. I'm not going up to the top amount right away anyway I just it, I just wouldn't it wouldn't work schematically in the way that it works for me I can see that if you have a part-timer you want to get them to a full-timer that's my comments Loss, so, sure then rich and then hopefully we're going to bring this in for right. some kind all of right.
14: right so uh, so madam administrator real quick so if we're going from 180 right because that's the budget now 180 and we're going to oh, t- well, let's do yes. a rough number. Roughly 180 and we're going to go to 250, right? Well, we're right. Right? Well, that there's a motion right. for 250. So that's a $70,000 increase. Right. You need right? right. So so unless you're planning to pay someone more than $140,000 a year, you have $70,000 for 6 months to pay that salary. No. 45.
13: Yeah.
11: This year
14: only 35. Okay. But because yeah, it's pro rata okay that's fine but so so why not just tra- if why't just go up to the full two fifty for the year and then and and then we don't have to worry about that pro rata thing fine. and that way and that way we set it at two fifty it's capped at two fifty. <coughs> For, for the for the remainder of the year. I'm for
12: 250 for the remainder of the year, because we don't have six months. I'm because I'm, the only the, the
14: reason I'm bringing that up is I think the pro rata thing will get difficult. <laughs> it's gonna get way more difficult per office on how each of us are gonna wanna use it, quite frankly.
12: So so hold on, so,
1: wait, 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 so, wait, 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 Monica, then I'm still in queue. Monica, so, what
13: are you doing? I just doing? wanted to clarify something he, he said, that's all. So um, if you, let's say you wanted to hire someone uh, for the additional 70, You would still be able to do that because you would have only half of the year's salary remaining that was all I wanted to clarify
12: right
14: I I understand that you're
12: right mayor I agree with uh, with Commissioner Moskowitz uh, which then would agree with Commissioner Rich which would then say it's not gonna be too often Commissioner Rich that I'm gonna say that to you you never agree with anything I do so I'm gonna start learning from you Um, but I have to agree with them what she's saying it's 250 the whole from now for the rest of not, not pro-rata, I'll amend mine to Commissioner Rich's and say 250 for the rest. It's not pro-rata. Do I have a second? So was her second by so, beam? So we're going Her that. second was by okay. beam, and, and, and let's you, vote on it.
1: Okay. So there's a second on, okay, so do I have anybody else who wants to speak? So we have Commissioner Rich amendment to the 250. I'm going to add, which was the original what Geller proposed originally before... Commissioner Bogan messed this up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, on the amendment by Senator Rich, all in favor, signify by saying "aye." Aye. 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 Please show that that passes nine there to zero. There's a nay. Did we, what? There's a nay. Nay. Yep. Please show that that passes that's eight to. Question: t- what we just voted on? Can I ask the and county administrator? That's a total.
13: I understand what I understand. That's what you voted on, and that's what will happen. Okay. Because if you hire somebody now, they only get paid for half a year.
1: No matter what their salary is yearly, it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. So now that brings us to the original motion, which was uh, uh, Bogan's motion.
12: Well, I, I just want to say amended that amended
1: by Drew. Well, I just want to <laughs> say,
12: Mayor. Um, Commissioner Rich if you would have agreed to the 275 on a pro rata it would have been less money so based on what you did it actually was more money for each Commission district and I thank
5: you for that move it
1: no no that was on the, amend- on right. the amendment right now move we it. have the original item there's a motion by Bogan a second by Geller all in favor on the original item signify by saying aye aye,
14: aye. aye. opposed nay Please show that it I think that was an oi by Senator Gallagher. He he
12: actually voted for it. He was clearing his throat. Please (coughs) show that that passes
1: passes 8 to 1, and now people have the discretion that they want to do in their budget. That brings us up to agenda item number... Mayor.
15: Mayor. Mayor. Thank you, Mayor. Now that we've uh, passed the item... Uh, so I would just encourage again, this is kind of the round two, uh, and really speaking to my colleagues that clearly I know that everyone has their own discretion to bring items and I'm just, you know, talking about, you know, from a budget standpoint, good government is when we clearly have a comprehensive conversation on a, a series of topics, uh, with recurring consequences, right. Or recurring impacts I'll say. So I'm hopeful that going forward that, uh, clearly I'm looking forward to the administrator's budget. But i'm hoping that we will adhere to that you know going forward so i just want to make that comment uh, for the record
1: it's a great idea we say it every time we do this every time we have this conversation we never do it but thank you and we've all said it every all nine of us have said it up here in the past at different times that brings us up to comments commissioner alston sure thank you mayor Uh,
15: thank you commission uh great meeting uh, good debate. Uh, great things are happening in District 9, as always. Our next virtual conversation, or Tea with Tori, will be on Friday, March 25th, at 9 a.m. via Zoom. Our guest speaker will be none other than our property appraiser, so I encourage all of our residents uh, to join the conversation. <clears throat> Secondly, I want to thank the FAMU Broward Alumni Chapter for a great uh, event uh, this past weekend, uh, and looking forward uh, to future events, of course, uh, with that group. And then lastly, I just mentioned to county administration, uh, again, kudos on the retreat that we had a few days ago. Uh, And again, I'm looking forward to hopefully some big conversations uh, on many of the parking lot items that I know we put uh, on the wall, and I'm hoping that we'll have some conversations soon on many of those topics, and other topics that clearly were not uh, mentioned during the retreat. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, colleagues. Commissioner Bogan.
12: Two things. One is... um, Pilot program draft has been submitted to the C- will be submitted to the CEOs of the four hospitals that were here, um, that came before us. Uh, so that's moving along, and will be hopefully before our commission uh, within the next six weeks. Um, I wanted to see a real question. I don't know. I want it goes to Commissioner Geller and to our council. Um, is there something that we are doing, have done, or can do when, when if something in procurement or something comes to us to vote on, and one of the people in procurement, or one of us, skews it so much. Can we get rid of that, that, the lowest, can we have some type of ordinance where the the bottom, you know, the the one that has the biggest disparity uh, is taken out?
0: Yes,
12: that exists. We don't have that now, do we? Because I, I was brought a, a, a chart when we voted for the, the accounting firm, and there's one of us uh i won't say who one of us that uh, vastly vastly than everybody else and and steve you brought up in procurement this happens uh you know so so um and that one person whether it be procurement or one of us can can change the outcome by doing that and so what would i need to do on the next agenda item that would is it an ordinance or is it a resolution? what do we need to do to make it so? Um, whether there's five people in procurement, uh, four people, or all nine of us, that the one that has the biggest disparity is thrown out.
11: Unless there are uh, six objectors, even during non-agenda, you could direct us to come up with certain proposals and present them working, obviously, with administration and, uh, and with purchasing. I mean, there are several ways you could do it, and uh, we could bring that back for the for so, board discussion. So I, I would like, unless we have six objectors... Yes, you technically don't even need it here because this is an administrative code change, but by practice, okay. we, we don't... Unless, so-
12: if, you know, please, if you need to
11: object to this, I'd like to direct the county
12: to come back, um, you, how, what did you say, to, with, with proposals, you know, options, on, on how whether it be our board or any board or any thing with government procurement where one of the people who are judging... Uh, if there is one person that has the greatest disparity that would be thrown out some okay. type of proposal okay
1: so in, unless some okay what we're, what i don't what I prefer not to do on the on the commissioner comments is then start going back and forth and debate so he's asked the county attorney to look at it um, I think looking at it as holistic, you'll look at the whole thing, you'll bring it back, and we'll, we'll have a chance to debate top to bottom on this. I'm sure there's legalities that you have to look at the whole thing. So unless there's an objection to it, I think we should let the county attorney take a look at this. Thank you, Mayor. You're objecting? No objection. Okay. Can I make a 10-second comment? You have 10
15: seconds. And I'm not debating the item. Uh, there are other agencies that have uh, this policy, so I'm pretty sure you're aware. Um, so clearly, okay. I'll just okay. put a period there.
4: Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, commissioner Ryan. Uh,
4: I just want to say that uh, incredibly, I actually agree with uh, Commissioner Bogan that uh, when you have especially not a um, uh, procurement committee, but when the commissioners uh, collectively you know, break uh, a certain proposal or a project, that one commissioner may have figures that are substantially skewed from all of the others, I think it is a good idea that under certain criteria that that particular outlier be removed. So I agree. That's the, that's the extent of my comments.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you. Senator Geller. Uh,
5: three things, Mr. Mayor. First, the legislature mercifully finally adjourned uh, after declaring war on local government. Uh, I have been you know watching this since i worked for department of insurance when i was in law school uh, in 1980 i have never seen the legislature uh spend be either so frankly partisan or so show so little deference to local government uh when i was there that's when senator rich was there when representative ryan was there we always used to I think feel that we represented the same people, the legislators, the commissioners, city and county represented the same people. The complete disregard that the legislature has shown for local governments is appalling and mercifully they're done because no person's life or property is safe while the legislature is in session. Um, Secondly, on procurement, Uh, What I have done, what something that I understand administration is referred to as the Geller rule, is if I see on a five-person score where one score is so far out of whack and that one score would have changed the difference, I require that person doing that score to come and explain to me in person why they're number was so different from every other number and sometimes there's a good reason for it sometimes it's because you know transit feels one way and they're part of it and aviation feels uh, the same way but transit or you know or you know budget feels completely different because in their area they have found a difference. So sometimes there is a reason, but I require people to come in and explain it to me in person. And I've been told by administration that since we started that five years ago that it's happening a lot less because we all know where sometimes, whether it's a commissioner or typically a staff person, they have a favorite and they wanna make sure their favorite gets it. So they give everybody else low ranks and give one abnormally high rank and that can completely one person does that it renders their vote overwhelms the other four the last thing i want to discuss the retreat very briefly Um, i think it was valuable but i have to say I was a little disappointed because i was going in expecting that we were going to have deep discussions on issues that you know that are difficult to address here because you know they'll take an hour or hour and a half or two hours on some deep issues. What we had, and I understand it was certainly valuable for I assume for our two new members, the seven of us or six, Commissioner Ryan wasn't there, mostly new what the staff spent the morning telling us. And then we have the 10 or 15 minute issues where generally I think we agreed on the issue. So I'm hoping next time that we have a retreat, which hopefully will be next year, You know, if we're doing them annually, that we use the retreats to really do a deep dive into a couple of the issues that we really need to spend time going over and less hearing the reports because we have excellent staff and they're not shy about letting us know what they're doing. And I mostly know what they're doing, not maybe the latest on everything, but so I'm hoping just for future that our retreats will spend more time on the discussions among commissioners and staff. Thank you, Mr. Mayor
1: thank you my comments so I I want to follow that because I had something about that I just wanted I thought that the retreat was well done as far as that part goes giving an update for anything and one thing that I was gonna say is maybe after the summer now that we're kind of back to a more normalized um, meeting schedule and flow with you know post-COVID I was gonna suggest that maybe on some of these meteor issues I was gonna work with Monica to schedule a couple more workshops in between so we could really sit down off the dais and talk about some of these really bigger ones that will come up I was going to wait till after the summertime to bring a calendar adjustment and, and, and go from there because I agree there is some things that require more than than just sitting up here on the dais so th- with that said I did want to thank Monica and all the staff for the hard work I know it takes a lot of work to uh make that happen I thought that there's there were a lot of new new department directors and I thought it was a good chance for them to kind of give an orientation to all of us and the public that that watches this um, probably you know th- th- there are some other ways we can do this and I thought a workshop would be appropriate as we get into the fall so I'm gonna do that second thing I just want to mention uh, Broward County did very well this week and I know Commissioner Fur, we missed each other going in and out but Uh, the uh, FTX hackathon which really wasn't a hackathon it was more for mental wellness and different student groups and a whole uh, crypto overview Um, and Broward County really did very well with the presentation the school board was very involved in it bringing teams down there Um, and uh, a, a lot of cool stuff coming up coming up and going on a lot of companies that were there that i spoke to that want to start talking to the alliance and want to start looking at broward county this whole tech crypto nft blockchain migration is bringing a lot of companies down here and the alliance they keep calling me when that comes up do you know this you know crypto person and maybe we can kind of get them here so i know they've been doing a lot of meetings with that and uh i thought it was very well done and i thought broward county had a good showing. those are my comments mayor
12: and yes. you should add that you got your picture with Mr. Wonderful. I just I got Mr. Share.
1: Wonderful, Scaramucci, and uh, a couple other people there. And Sam Bankman, Sam Bankman-Fried, Freed, is the founder of FTX, believe it or not, the real story why Broward's involved is that's Barbara Miller's nephew. And uh, interesting character, very very smart young guy. He's only worth like 25 billion dollars in regular dollars, not crypto, but. I guess rounding errors for some of this. Maybe he could help with commission aides. Vice Mayor Fisher.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Mayor. Uh, some congratulations to, to begin with. I noticed that uh, Keith Koenig was named the South Florida Business Journal 2022 Lifetime Achievement Award winner. So, congratulations, Keith. Uh, you're a pillar in our community. So, there it is. Uh, we had some elections in March and contested elections in March in District 4. I want to congratulate uh, Randy Strauss, Commissioner Alardo by the Sea. Lighthouse Point Commissioner-elect, because there was a seat to fill, Patty Patron, uh, Michael Long, and Jason Jaffe did uh, win their seats back. And also the town of Hillsboro Beach, uh, Irene Cartagher and Jane Reiser won their seats back as well. Uh, this Saturday I'll be participating in the county's art lit event at Pompano uh, Beach Cultural Center and Library. I look forward to that. I just have some concerns, uh, you know, with um, United Healthcare and Broward Health. I know that they're feverishly working something out, uh, but we have what, 6,000 employees here uh, under United Healthcare, along with other folks in the county. So it concerns me that, uh, that health insurance is not gonna be available potentially to our hospitals. And so with that, I understand it's working feverishly to get worked out, but Monica, anything we can do to push that along, uh, that's kind of frightening. When everybody got those letters, including myself, it was uh, not happy news. Um, And lastly, of course, happy St. Pat's Day. Thank you, Senator Geller, for making everything green at the refreshments
10: this morning. So, thank you. Senator Rich. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, So, I uh, just uh, want to uh, urge everyone. We we did approve, thankfully, after uh, kind of a very long time, the uh, agreement between the county uh, and uh, Everglades Holiday Park and there is going to be a grand opening. A lot of work has been done out there. It's really phenomenal. Uh, not that it's everything yet, but it's, it's really dramatically different than probably if you've been out there, if you haven't been out there recently. Uh, but on March 31st um, at, I think, 10 a.m., there's going to be a ribbon-cutting ceremony, and I really urge everyone to go. This is such a jewel in our community, and the, the hundreds of thousands of people that go there every year, he has just increased uh, Clint and uh, Courtney uh, bridges have increased the uh, the numbers dramatically out there and uh, it's it's really wonderful because people are learning about the everglades and uh, and uh, certainly uh, the, it's the only access in our county to that. so um, just want to congratulate them for this agreement and I also want to thank uh, uh, Dan West and the parks people, but especially I want to thank Drew. Myers and Nathaniel, uh, they came in there at the last minute and we uh, were able to finally put this thing to bed. So thank you so much for that. Um, also, I just want to mention that today, uh, March 15th, uh, is National Equal Pay Day. And uh, we didn't have a resolution, but I just wanted to remind everybody that for over 25 years, Equal Pay Day has helped draw attention to gender-based pay disparities by highlighting how far into a new year a woman must work on average to earn what the man did in the previous year. So this year, Equal Pay Day falls on March 15th, and this is the earliest we have ever marked the occasion since it started. This started 25 years ago. And that's a good thing because it means that Equal Pay Day is our nation is coming closer to achieving uh, pay fairness. But I want to remind us we shouldn't celebrate yet, uh, because uh, the, the um, in 2020 the average woman working full time year-round for wages uh, of salary earn, uh, for a, a salary earned 83 percent of every dollar paid uh, to their average male counterpart. So we have work to go, and there's even greater disparity with uh, Black, Native American, Latino women, um, and uh, these barriers obviously get exacerbated because of childcare uh, and um, uh, not having paid family leave. So uh, we do have a lot of work to do, but I, I just do want to recognize the fact that we, uh, March 15th is actually Equal Pay Day and it is the earliest that we have had it in the, in the last 25 years. Um, and uh, that's it for me. Thank you.
3: thank you that is a great park and i can't wait to see that open especially the camping part because that's been closed for quite a while but um yeah can't wait and to uh, commissioner geller's point about the legislature what a disaster just a disaster i mean they are asking teachers to essentially have an educational malpractice by not being not being able to teach the truth and it, it couldn't be worse what is being asked of of, of the educators in this state right now. Um, with regard to the retreat, um, I thought, you know, it was great to hear what staff was up to and everything, but I do think, and, it's, and it isn't fair for us to expect staff and administration to read our mind what we want to uh, to discuss. I think we are the ones who need to come up with the agenda on this, and each one of us has our own you know, thing that we're kind of interested in or, or things or too many things. Um, and, we, you know, it's probably up to us to say here's what we would like to discuss and maybe each one of us take responsibility for that discussion. And that may be a way where we can have, you know, if because if, I'm sure each one of us are wanting input and maybe that's a way to do this, where, where we're able to drive that discussion to the point where we think we need it to go. And then lastly, um, I know we have targeted industries and the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance has a number of them. And then, you know, I think they're like aviation, financial services, life sciences, manufacturing, etc. I do think it's time where we ask them or ask our, of ourselves, because we are essentially ground zero for climate change, we need to be the epicenter for the solutions to that. And we need to be asking and there are there's a, a some great stuff going on not only throughout the country but throughout the world of innovative ideas and we need to be asking those to come here because we're going to need those ideas to survive here whether it's making seawalls out of plastic or whatever we're doing we're going to need those ideas and this we should become the epicenter of that so so if there's a way of asking the alliance i'm sure they're probably tuning in on this and monitoring but it is time for that to start to happen, for that to become one of our targeted industries, and one that one that we can kind of um, look to, not only to to, to provide really good jobs um, for the future. So that's all. Thanks, Commissioner Mosk.
14: Um, <clears throat> Mayor, thank you. Just to uh, echo the sentiments on some of the procurement stuff, as someone who won several protests in his life for that exact thing happening where usually someone who is not a subject matter expert winds up on a committee and tanks a vendor who is ranked first and second by everybody else and puts them in seventh and eighth in fact that used to happen up here a lot all the time in previous commissions when the commission was involved and by getting the commission uninvolved that now just has been pushed to staff it's rare that it happens but we're all human uh... what i would what i would say to the county attorney when you're crafting that just remember to be careful in that if we say that, oh, if it's 25% lower than everybody else, it'll be thrown out. People will do it to the 24th percent to avoid the trigger. I mean, it's just human nature when you get into subjectivity of grading RFPs. So when we're drafting it, let's just, be, let's just make sure that we're, we do it in a way that uh, you can't still drop somebody uh, and, and cause a significant change in the procurement but yet not trigger the rule because it wasn't to that to that effect uh if there's a significant drop and that drop changes the award which is different than everybody else uh i, I agree with commissioner bogan that that should be looked at and potentially thrown out if it's automatic if it comes to the commission i think we can debate on ha- on all that happens but I, I have won several protests over the years by that exact matter happening
12: yeah i just want to add it doesn't even have to be a percentage it could be whichever Greater, whichever person who has the biggest disparity. If one person has a five percent disparity, everyone has a one. Then the five percent, whoever has the biggest disparity goes.
14: That's yeah. it. And I mean, I'll, I'll wait for the, the, I'll wait for the county, i wait for the county attorney to bring it to us because you'll, you'll, you'll find sometimes a five percent disparity is not anything out of the ordinary uh, because that, that, that can, that five percent can happen. Trust me, when this happens, it's obvious. This is, this is the old rule. I know it when I see it, kind of thing. Um, and one way to avoid that, obviously, is to make sure that a lot of times, subject matter experts wind up on the procurement, right? I, I used to do this in the debris field, and we would find that, you know, sometimes, you know, a police officer would be on the evaluation committee awarding a debris contract, and that person would rank a company seventh when everyone else ranked it first. No subject matter expertise. Uh, on item number 52, real quick, which which we, we approved, um, I, I was just curious if if there are any other examples of this I mean all we did by the way was move the 90 days to 30 days which I think was which was completely fair but what we what we're doing in this item is that basically we're saying we're capping what taxicabs have to eat on on the raising of the gas they stay at three dollars regardless of how high gas goes the taxis will stay at three dollars and so I would like staff to look at holistically Uh, where else there are things in the code like this because i just don't want to do this for taxi cabs if it's not happening for uber or if it's not happening for truck drivers i mean at the at the end of the day gas prices are going up for everybody uh and in this instance it's already in the code we didn't change that we we're we cap if it goes above four dollars we cap them at three it's a we just moved the trigger which i think is fair by the way it should be a 30-day review rather than a 90-day review i think that's totally fair I just think we've got to look at the policy holistically again on as gas prices continue to go up, who where where we're going to help and what our policy is. The, the reason that I asked to have that one on there is
1: because I saw that Lyft, Uber, DoorDash, all these other ones, they were all doing the surcharge for the fuel yeah. and it was putting our taxi cabs at a competitive disadvantage. Yeah. So
14: And that's and that's in the ordinance already, right? Like that, that's in the code. They get the dollar, right? It, all we did was move from ninety to thirty. I'm just I want to look at it kind of holistically as far as I'm sure we have contracts that we have with vendors that might have fuel surcharges. Um, You know, I'm I'm just I just want to look on how how that's all working, because there's going to be a big discussion on how much continues to get pushed down to the user uh, on versus what the businesses will have to eat on gas prices.
1: Thank you, sir. Uh, County attorney.
11: Nothing, mayor, other than to, uh, to let everyone know I'm uh, flying out tomorrow for a week. I'm looking forward to it, and I know a few of you are traveling as well, and I won't see you until I get back at, at least, so I hope you travel safely and enjoyably. Thank well,
1: you. Well-earned vacation. Motion to review his contract on the next agenda. <laughs> uh, com- uh, county Auditor. Uh, county Administrator.
13: Yes, thank you. So I wanted to- um address some of the comments about the retreat and um, I know I've had a chance to talk with some of you individually but um, I wanted to thank you all for your time and um, participation on Friday I've heard um, tremendous uh, accolades and and kudos and and gratitude from our executive leadership team Um, it's been about six years since we've had a chance to talk about strategic planning Um, and in order as um, the new administrator, uh, we wanted to make sure that as we come forward with budget recommendations moving forward that, that the organization is aligned with where you want us to see us go. So um, that was a, a very fruitful exercise for us um, and that will help us to um, start setting those workshops that you guys um, uh, can have a more active dialogue and um, helping frame some policy for some of those issues that were discussed with solid waste and transportation, and and some of these big issues that we will be um, dealing with, so um, the strategic plan, you know, while we saw the four vision statements and the eight val- um, and the eight value statements, we will be bringing those back to you all um, with some of the feed based on some of that feedback that we got, and that will help frame how those other conversations will go because all of those things we will bring back to you for your input. Um, and discussion with those things in mind. So I just wanted to take a moment to thank you again um, for that and that we did hear those, uh, th- that feedback, so um, thanks. And then this weekend, um, I participated with a group of county employees on the American Heart Association Heart Walk, um, chilly Sunday morning. It was beautiful weather, so uh, it was nice to have some of that support uh, from our county employees as well. And we'll be doing a corporate uh, run downtown in a month as well. Um, and it's also a walk. I'll be the one walking. But um, I know Renee usually runs that and wins that, but I'll be the walker. Um, and um, as far as the United Healthcare conversations, uh, Vice Mayor, we are actively involved in that. I actually had some conversations on Sunday with some of the reps from United Healthcare as well. So we're on top of that um, and aware that there are some plans in place. Um, should things not go according to what we think, to ensure can- continuity of care, but we do not expect us to get there.
1: For the record, I'm 2-0 and o on Commissioner Alston, our young millennial on 5Ks, so. he didn't show
0: up, right?
1: He didn't show up the second time, <laughs> either, so. That's that, so I'm 2-0 and o on 5K. Moskowitz, I know I can beat, even though I have him by 20 years, too. I think I can, but I don't know. That's why, why
14: run when you can walk? Exactly.
1: So that's everything on the agenda, so we can come back after lunch and hang out if you want, or else we can just adjourn.
3: Adjourn, please. Thank you.